I am Araceli, a wealth advisor, real estate investor in the United States and Canada, and creator of Wealthy Women in Real Estate. Every week, I meet with Colette, a real estate broker and a real estate investor in Canada. We come together to talk about all things real estate investing and how to increase your wealth. Join us. Welcome everyone. This is Araceli, Transition Wealth Advisor and Real Estate Investor in the U.S. and Canada. I'm here with my partner Colette and in our weekly chat, today we're going to be talking about property managers. But before we do that, just remember to subscribe so we can continue doing this uh, episodes for you so you have all this information. Colette, can you introduce yourself? Sure, of course. Hi, everyone. My name is Colette Rava. I am a residential real estate broker in the GTA with Orion Realty. I never say my brokerage, I should. Uh, so that's really, you know, it's not that important to a lot of people because when um, you hire a financial person, you hire a realtor, you pick us. And the brokerage is just somebody that we work with. But I do have to say it. So uh, <laughs> my brokerage is Orion Realty. I like working in the GTA West. Uh, I'm also an income property uh, specialist and owner myself. And uh, that's why Araceli and I connected how many years ago? And yeah. we love to talk about it on the show. This is really our, our, um, our focus is because we want to help people just like you either get started in income property buying, Absolutely. Uh, finances, real estate, just really growing your wealth that way is exceptional. We we hear it all the time, not just us, but this is why we feel that there's not a lot of information out there, really specific information that we like to offer. So uh, yes, please subscribe, uh, like, ask Absolutely. us anything. And I just wanna get a little bit of commercial before we start, because as we talk about with Colette, I actually develop a course for people that want to get started in real estate investing and you want to check it out i have a master class so you can do that and go to www.wealthywomeninrealestate.com and check out the master class is free so you can see uh, what i'm teaching so that's great thank you colette and today we're going to be talking about what property managers do if you are an investor or want to become an investor this is something that you're going to run into it eventually. Right. And I get that question all the time with my investors. Uh, when do I hire a property manager? What do property managers do? How much do they charge? So we wanted to give you a little bit of information today. We're not yep. going to take too much time, but basically, uh, do you want to start? Like, like we, we have a general idea. This Sorry. The other thing I want to say too is not every property manager does the same thing. Uh -huh. So before you hire them, you have to ask those questions. How, what do you do? How much do you charge? How often are you in contact with me what do I need to think about what do I need to worry about if there's issues who takes care of them what's the process what's the communication so there's a lot when you hire a property manager to deal with your properties so uh, do you what do you think how many doors so when we say doors that means how many uh, rental units do you have correct so if you have an apartment building let's say and you have 20 doors you might have just a residential home, but you have a basement apartment, so really you have two doors. Yeah. So it's not about how many 
people live in the in the actual units it's how many that's why we call them doors because that one door might have five people behind it that's right <laughs> so, so well, we don't care. yeah basically the other way to look at it is one secluded area in which you have a bathroom and a kitchen and at least a place to sleep and if that is private so okay. it doesn't matter how many people are in there so that ah. is one unit or right. one door that you know most people in real estate or if you if you have like a rooming house not that you know that's really popular anymore i don't know if they yeah something different but that could be you know every you're right so somebody who has a door is maybe just like that one bedroom or that little you know let's say like a like a, a unit with a bathroom and a little yeah. kitchenette and a well in the rooming houses i would just i would not call it a door because uh, you are actually sharing facilities like the bathroom and okay. the kitchens usually are shared by at least one or two people depending on how you have the setup uh, that is more of you know you have so many people in the house that are paying individually but right. a door is basically the definition of a door is a secluded area yeah. where you have a bathroom and, and a kitchen so that's, that's why we you don't say well i have three tenants and you may have only one apartment that has three people in it so exactly yeah okay so we're talking about yeah about uh, yeah doors doors yeah. those are kind of the way i i don't even know if there's a lot of rooming houses out there anymore so let's just forget about that but honestly um how many doors do you think you will have before you hire a property manager well, there is many different uh, criteria. First of all, you may have only one door. Let's say you have a single family home that you're renting, but it is far away. It is three hours, five hours, 10 hours from where you are, right? Yeah. It could be in another country like I do. So sometimes it's not about the, the number of doors that you have, but it's about how convenient it is for you. And maybe you don't even have the time to do it even if it's close by. So right. I don't think it really matters. It's just about what is your time commitment? What does the property need? And also what kind of tenants you have, right? right. Tenants I, are more high maintenance than others, so. Well, that's the other thing too. It depends on the kind of a rental you have because even like you said, if you have one door, but maybe you have an Airbnb, that is a lot of turnaround. Yes. You have a lot of staff, you need a cleaning person, you need uh, somebody to yeah. do the maintenance on the house, you need to uh, do the lawn and the snow yeah. shoveling. So just to manage those people. So ultimately, so to answer the question, what do property managers do? Let's start with admin. So they do a lot. So there is a, an admin person who sits there. They do uh, the leasing of the property. They take care of that. They should also vet your your tenants for you, so you don't have to. Especially if you're far away and you can't have your eyes on that person. Yeah. And they are. That's what they're hired for. Realistically, that is the most important thing: is to vet tenants, do the applications, send you all that information, write a proper lease with all of the clauses that you desire in them to keep you safe as a landlord. Um, and then there's also. Uh, like the most important thing is taking the rents, yep. collecting the rents and making sure that they're accurate. Um, and you know what else too, especially in Ontario, we have little, tiny, tiny rent increases every year. I can't tell you how many landlords don't do it. 
they don't increase their their rent every year and i'm like why would you not do that send them that increase every year mm-hmm. oh but they're a good tenant oh they're really nice no this is a business you treat it as a business so same thing just thinking about a business if you had a business and you needed to hire staff why wouldn't you this is this is a property manager this is your staff yeah so again I think that's very important to remember that I think a lot of people who uh, treat their income properties as just like a side hustle yeah no you gotta do have to treat it as a business and another thing that I wanted to tell you about the property manager when you are hiring them uh, make sure that you ask if they need a retainer and a retainer is basically an amount of money that they're gonna have in you know on hand for them to do any emergency repairs let's say the toilet backs up and they right. need to call somebody in the middle of the night to get all this fixed up they need to have that money available so they don't have to bother you and then they will of course give you a report that this happened there was an emergency repair something like that happened and that they took whatever money out of there so you have to make sure that you know what that amount is and what are the stipulations what are the things that are considered emergency that they're going to be using this money for they cannot just say oh well i repair the roof or i repair that no this those are things that have to be planned ahead of time and if you know that your roof needs to be replaced in two years and they're going to be doing it then you have to work with them to say listen i'm going to give you a certain amount of money until the roof is repaired or when the roof is repaired i'm going to give you whatever amount is required to repair the roof so you got to work that out with them and that's why it's so important to do this ahead of time uh, because sometimes you don't know, like I tell you for experience, I had a really bad property manager that I had to fire because it wasn't doing what it was supposed to do. So well, that's the other thing too. Like I think with any, anybody that you hire, communication is key. So with my property, uh, that I have in, um, it's two hours away. Of course, I am acting, well, not of course, but I'm acting as a property manager right now only because it's a short-term rental and I don't need a full-time annual uh, property manager. So, and so far it's been fine because of the people that I hire, uh, I've done a really good job, knock on wood, that I really trust these people. I have a great cleaning person and I have um, a great maintenance person. So uh, really when it comes to um, not hiring a property manager, I still have a lot on my plate when things shit hits the fan, let's say. So yeah. if a toilet backs up, if uh, let's say knock on wood, if something breaks in the house that I have to either physically go down there myself or I can call my people down there, the, the communication is key. So when you're trusting someone with your property, that's very, very important. And if you, they're not communicating, I think that is first and foremost. If they are saying, don't worry, trust me, these are words I don't want to hear. No, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I want to see it with my own two eyes. You either show me, take photos of the yeah. property, show me what's damaged, or, uh, you know, video is great, or whatever it is to explain what the problem is and how this, how they come up with a solution. Yeah. This is the thing. Even as a landlord, I don't have to come up with a solution, but they do. 
So a lot of the times when it's maintenance, oh, you know, something happened on the outside, the eavesdrop yeah. fell down. The property manager will have a solution for you and say, this is how much it's going to cost. Yes or no. Like that's a real simple thing that, you know, what I'm, what I'm mentioning, yeah. but it's about how that person knows their stuff. If it's a, a very good property manager that has multiple units already, you can, before you hire them, you can talk to the other people that um, are using their services, right? Wouldn't you do that with any any contractor, yep. uh, anybody that you hire, you wanna know how they communicate, what they offer, uh, all these things. The other thing too is when it comes to um, vacancies, so vacancies and uh, how they get paid, yep. they don't want vacancies because usually how they get paid is based on the units being full exactly it's a percentage of what they collect monthly and we'll say they collect but normally right now you know with all of the interaction in the banks usually you will have your tenant deposit the rent directly into the bank or they will take it directly from their account but they have to make sure that those things go through in case the tenant didn't have enough money they have to be on top of that because if something if one of the units didn't go through they have to call them right away and give them a notice because their rent is uh, the rent is late that's so, right and some people they don't look at their bank accounts too often that they might say oh i forgot that i paid for this and now i didn't have enough money to pay for the rent and now the the check bounces but there's no more checks but right um, the payment yeah, balances they deposit. right they didn't deposit for whatever so that is one of the, the the really important tasks that the property manager has because if it doesn't go through then it has to go and find out what happened and it has to be done right away and who's doing all that admin that pain in the butt admin of chasing the tenants yep sending them the proper forms that they you know or let's say they they leave and then they you have to go and and take pictures of the unit. You have like there's a lot of work to be done with uh, being a property manager. So when you have your own property and you yeah. have to do all these things and stay on top of them, let's say somebody just takes off in the middle of the night and your tenant is you know they've left the unit in a in terrible condition and you're two hours or three hours or five hours away, who's who's knocking on that door? Who's going to take care of that? You have so many other issues when that happens and knock on wood, it never happens to anybody, but it does happen. So when it comes to the admin, the accounting, uh, the going to court with tenants, yep. this is all should be under the property management umbrella, Correct. right? All yep. that admin. So uh, the other thing too, is I honestly think that if you have a good property manager, your property should never be empty. Yeah. That's because correct. that's how yeah and they they are leasing it to the right people um and and knowing what's in that lease you still have to do all that stuff you still yeah. have to look over they should be trained and then just um i wanted to mention as well that depending on how big the property management company is some of them they will already have stuff that are going to be doing plumbing or any repairs, maybe they have handyman or anybody that is doing the actual work because they're big enough, they have enough doors that they're managing that they have that, um, that capacity. But property managers that are smaller, they might have to hire 
somebody else, like an independent contractor. And right. that is a difference because sometimes the cost will be higher because they have to hire somebody that is private. Correct. Right. And right. Sometimes the repair might not be done right away because they have to go with the availability of the contractor, right? Of course, or there might be other issues. So, you know, you replace a toilet and then they realize, oh, guess what? Yeah, All the plumbing exactly. is done. It they work. And then what do you do with the tenant? Like there are things that may happen along the way where, you know, they the tenant has to move out and then to know the laws where you live or, or where the property is, to know how to get a tenant out, what you're responsible uh, mm -hmm. as a landlord for that tenant, what kind of insurance you need, all that admin stuff, like I am, I hate admin. I, I, I'm going to say it out loud. So do I. Nobody does. <laughs> Same thing with accounting. The administration of the property manager should give you all that accounting information at the end of the year. So when you go to do your taxes, it's so easy. Yes. So easy. So things like that, really, when you think about that percentage that you're paying the property manager, well worth it, in my opinion, to not yeah. have to. Oh, that. absolutely. But you have to have the right property manager that they understand and that they're local because yeah. they have to be looking after your property yeah. not only like the major or the things that they need to be maintained but did you notice that one of the windows was broken and the tenant never reported it so you need to somebody to keep an eye on things um, because i'm also serving as a property manager in my property I always try to go there every couple of months just to look around and see if there's anything, any right. garbage outside, something that is out of the ordinary that is oh. I see broken, right? But also what I do with my tenants, I do the inspection and I see somebody. Sorry, I know. He's on my, he was asleep, but he, he just, he's so excited about being a property I, manager. I know, I see that. So the other thing that I yeah. do, if okay. you are doing your own property management, is that I schedule um, a, a, well, a visit to their apartments, to the apartments every six months. Of course. Check that everything is working. And then you also have the ability to see, okay, if there's anything that they haven't reported, like a, a broken window or something that you can see in the, maybe the kitchen, they, it's leaking, like the, the faucet. Of course. Something yeah, like I agree. That, right. And that has to be written into the, so imagine you travel four or five hours to get to your property, but, it, but the tenant doesn't allow you into the property. No, they, you have things, to give them proper notice. You need to, but it also has to be written in the lease. Yeah. So once you, you make that decision, the property manager says, yes, we're allowed to go. Here's the written approval that they know that you're coming. Yeah. They can't send you away. So if they do, then there's other issues that. Exactly. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you have, have to have to access, know. obviously, with the proper not notice, yeah. and they need to know why you're there. Like, right. I'm just not going there to check what's going on. Oh, and go to the property with the property manager at the same yeah. time. You don't go, you don't just show up and say, hi, I'm your yeah. landlord. You know, you, you have that person, that frontline person that, you know, you should have that. Again, it goes to communication with the tenant and the property manager that they can freely talk to each other and, and have that communication. Absolutely. Okay. So yeah. that is basically all that we have today. So just remember, if you do need a property manager, please vet them just like you will vet a tenant. Um, ask around, ask for referrals. Uh, 
if you have a property that is far away, I would highly recommend that you get a property manager because it's just going to be a hassle and it might sometimes might be something very simple to do. But check what are their restrictions, what are they doing and what are they going to provide to you. A good property manager that will give you a full report every year of what happened and it, your property would be tenant at least 90% of the time. So, and, and hire, hire local, absolutely yeah. hire someone who knows the area and can talk, uh, you know, really, really well about the area. That yeah, you're absolutely. Well, yeah. thank you for watching and remember to subscribe for more information and also send us your questions if you want something specific that you want to know about real estate investing or finances. Yay. We're here for you. Thanks, Colette. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Thank you for being here on the show. Please remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get notified when there are more shows available. And if you would like to have more information on how to start investing in real estate, please visit my website at www.arisalihernandez.com. Thank you.